know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Speaking of distractions, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Spent the past 20 minutes on distractions. Oh, whatever. I mean, this is a, you know, that's I got a show. I'm not Nicholas Cage, man. The man's There's a walking a fucking vampire. I got to tell you, though, um, this episode's really, really great. I really enjoyed it. The It hooked me in immediately when Wyoon is on this, like, I, I guess what's the easy way to describe it? Like a moon or something? He's on a moon. I thought you meant immediately with the uh, the massage. Oh <laughs> yes, that was creepy and awful. The Odo Nuru massage that he was giving. The episode ha- could go nowhere but up from there. Well, you mean when his hands turned into like a Burger yeah, King tray? Was... Yes. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was weird and creepy. Yeah, like a melted. Bird King tree. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm talking about when Wayun met him on the moon and then uh, said he wanted to defect. I was like, all right, I'm in. This is great. Yeah. Wayun on the moon with a spoon yes. talking to the Jadun. But the funny part about this episode for me, and I'm speaking personally here, so I can't tell you what you guys think about it, but I actually liked the B story better than the A story. And the A story was really damn good. Yeah. I, I, I could possibly choose. I yeah. thought the B story was a, a a great B story. This B this B story would have been great last episode. Yeah, <laughs> because anything the would sto- have been better than last episode. Yeah, anything would have been better. Like the watching the massage continue with the Burger King tray would have been better than last episode. <laughs> as long as no one burst into song, I, I'd have been fine with it. I just I didn't know if if the B story in this episode was going to. You know, it was like there. It, it was like there's two tropes that that use this whole thing, right? There's from the cartoons that we used to watch, where it's like the oh, if you get this, then you know that whole chain of oh, yes, if, if you get me this, I'll get you that kind of thing. Or it was going to. It was one of those things where it either goes great or it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. And just the the dynamic between O'Brien and Nog, especially when Nog's not there. Where he basically gave him his his credit card. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Why would he do that? Why would would he? Can can I get your Amazon password? password? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, Nog. Well, he makes a good argument, so I don't have to come find you to do it every time. Just give it to me. Slow things down. Because you want the captain to get this done, right? And there's also like a level of plausible deniability that he could give him with that, like, like, oh, I just, you know, I don't know anything about this shit. I don't have anything to do. I don't know. The first person everybody is like, O'Brien. Yeah. I love I love the B story, man, because too much of the as as interested and as hooked as I was on the A story right mm-hmm. off the bat with the defection, there was too much of Wyun staring at Odo and Odo just going, Stop looking at me like that. Please stop looking at me like that. Stop there was touching yourself. En- entirely too many of so those moments. Yeah. So this is two defection episodes that you've really enjoyed. Yes. Because the, the Romulan defection back in TNG. Love that episode. Which is a great episode. It's one of my favorites. And then this episode. Would yes. you put this in your top 10? No, but I really, but this is probably my top five B stories of the Star <laughs> okay. Trek that no, we that, watched. I, I totally get that. that now there so is good. some clickbait right there. Yeah. Your top five <laughs> B stories. I mean, this is a top five B story, you know? We need, to, we need to write that article. Oh my God. Before We'll see already someone's heard us and, and now they're going to no, be No, this won't we, come out. Bob, don't you know what number one is. Out. It will shock you, Ben. It no, number three you. will shock you. Yeah. <laughs> top five B stories and number three is a shocker. What so okay, but I just made a really number bold... two is too hot for the internet. Oh, hey now, number one will break the internet. <laughs> um, I did so. What are some other really great B stories besides this one? On oh, DS9, just in general, just in oh, Star in general. Hmm. God, I can't remember any of the TNG ones that stand out. It's so out. hard to think of B stories, mm-hmm. but this, this one, top five, it had it all. Yeah, it's comedy. 
it was after it was, we're done it, watching and reviewing all of star trek we'll have to go back and, and watch, watch and review all of the b stories yeah we'll just do it for the b stories <laughs> hey we're just here for the b stories yeah yeah and if it's an episode that either doesn't have one or it's it has like a weak one then we just like yeah this episode we'll was trash it. moving yeah. on no we just, have to like the last one we skip it there's no b story skip it no, you you would wasn't there one in the last episode? No, there no. wasn't. Mm-mm. It was all just the singing and, and it was, the rapey it, doctor. It was like an A A one story because he performed the surgery. It went well that he fell in love with her. Yeah, that yeah. was that episode was a six for me. Uh, ugh, maybe a five. I'm trying to think of some good B stories now. I'll have to go back because we can like write this one not too long ago that I was like, I love the B story so much and I cannot remember what it is. Most of the ones I can think of are Data and Spot. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. We could go back, but I mean, we, if we write the article, we can put it on, we can submit it to like StarTrek.com and then we can be on StarTrek.com. Yeah. And then we're canon. So who, who shared the, uh, the sensitive uh, data picture with us on, on the Facebook? I just you- stole it from somebody. Okay. Because that had me laughing. Like it would keep popping up of, oh, do you want to boost this post, you know, on, on the side? <laughs> and so every time I would see that, I'm like, <laughs> sensitive data. That's funny. I've just <laughs> decided that if I see good Star Trek memes, I'm just going to post them on our page. Why not? That's why like, I stay on Reddit. I mean, probably 60% of my work. Oh, wait, we're recording. Never mind. Shh. Uh, <laughs> 60% of my evening during my personal time is spent. Uh, <laughs> scouring uh reddit for for dank star trek memes to share to our facebook page yeah because we might as well i mean because that's what people want i mean alfredo's got facebook figured out they just want memes <laughs> like that's all they well, want that's why i quit doing comics part of it because i spend like three four hours on some shit and then some kid just takes a pic you know a screenshot from a movie and puts some fucking words on it and I will say that 10, I wish shares. there are times where I tweet something and I go, wow, this is really funny and I don't get a million likes. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? You, you fucking oh, bullshit artist. fucks. Yeah, if I was like fucking Albert Brooks saying this, people would be rolling around on the floor laughing. But since I'm just some dumbass in Cincinnati, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> it's because we're shadow banned. Yeah. Twitter. They're oh, censoring yeah. us. Get him, Mr. President. Hell yeah, man. Make Twitter well, great again. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, it's it's me. Um, my controversial opinions about the uh, fuckwit that is Rod Roddenberry. Um, oh, he sucks. My, re- my refusal. Yeah, but I, you guys wouldn't be you know, just saying that on your own without me bringing it up. No, no. Um, I, I mean, you definitely the, planted the seed, but when you read that Star Trek 50th book, then you realize, like, yeah, this guy's a shit heel. Um, I just whole- thought, like, because I would see on Twitter him auctioning stuff, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure what it was for. I was like, is he just selling stuff like, yes. from Star Trek memorabilia for himself? Or this is, is my father's. I didn't see anything for, like, this is for charity or no. anything like that. I was like, what's happening? He, he's mon- I saw that there's a, some documentary that he was in, and it was just like, when he's doing the whole thing about, oh yeah, I just wanted to, to reconnect with my father and he, this meant so much to him and I never really got into it. So I wanted to see, shut the fuck up. You want to check. Yeah. Trust funds run out. I mean, checks are pretty great though. I mean, yeah, I was going to say like, but I, I mean like fucking check like that. <laughs> when you're in, in this book. What the hell's that, wrong with my dad? Why didn't he create a, a right? TV and movie franchise? Denison tried, Dennis. He tried, okay. <laughs> but it was just, no one was ready for black fucking uh uh all in the family no they weren't ready for it then his idea of a black star uh space station uh captain and uh, all the aliens that would come through benny uh benny story russell yeah Yeah, russell was based on my dad that was your dad dennison fraser they so not they even stole your dad's story and put it into the show they weren't he wrote a story about a 1950s sci-fi writer they weren't ready for that they weren't uh, ready for the story of a black sci-fi writer in the 50s who wrote a story about the 20s. My dad, incidentally, did have a crazy conspiracy theory Ooh. about uh, the James Bond movie, The Man with oh. the Golden Gun, because mm-hmm. my dad did have a poem published in the 60s, and it referenced something about some guy with a golden gun. And a couple of years later, the movie came out. Now, I don't think that makes sense because... The movies are based off of Ian Fleming no. books that were written previously. Yeah. So I'm sure that yeah. that book came out before my dad's poem was published, but still he had it in his mind that they stole that. From 
I mean, I'm still convinced Family Guy stole bits from the Mike and Bob show. I oh, mean, I'm, I agree with you, actually. I mean, <laughs> especially when I found out that the guy who does Cleveland's voice lives in Richmond, I was like, he probably he probably listens to the show and gives them like the writers' room stuff, like the, the Michael McDonald thing. The, was, that was the yeah. that's the one thing. The Michael McDonald thing is the one because no, I mean, come on, nobody thought of Michael McDonald voice. I mean, we were years <laughs> ahead of that. Yeah, Man with a Golden Gun was published in April of '65. The book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know exactly. Published in the '60s, it, it was you know. Yeah. It's quite. I think that movie came out in '67 or '68 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, so it would have been it would have been close, but come on. What's his nuts? The guy who did Ted um, and does There's Family Guy or whatever. Farland, yeah. Yeah. So Ted, I don't know. Jitty might remember. There used to be mm -hmm. a, a web comic about the drunk teddy bear and, I've heard, and the yeah. whole. Yeah, and if you read this webcomic, when I literally when they the first previews and the trailers came out for Ted, I thought this. I literally sent him an email and said, "Dude, I didn't know you got a movie deal. Congratulations!" And what <laughs> came back was like three paragraphs of drunken hate and bitterness. Because this is like, why it's important to make sure that your websites have cookies on them that capture people's identity who visit your site. So they can't deny they didn't see it later. I've never seen that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've never been there. I well, have no. your IP address, sir. Yeah, well, I've I've never been there. Now, my assistant, who you know used to work yeah. for the company, and she had this burner computer that we used. A burner? That's some Law and Order shit right there. Jesus, that does sound like something they'd say on Law and Order. Oh, the IP address. Burner was, computer. Uh, let's let's hit the World Wide Web, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love how information um, superhighway. Lenny Briscoe is the best about it. And Benjamin Bratt's the only guy in the in the whole NYPD that knows how to use the internet. Yeah. Hang on, yes. let me get on America Online, guys. Yeah. <laughs> there was one recently where these like these uh, guys tried to hold up an armored truck that was picking up money from a betting uh, outlet, and two two of the guys died, but all three of them had this tattoo of like an eagle and like some Latin phrase mm -hmm. and benjamin bratt typed it in the computer and he's like all right i hit search and if it finds something it should give us a result and like a few seconds later beep. oh here we go <laughs> <laughs> it's like computers don't work like that yes they do online they never they work do. like that you know, that's how the, 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 back in the 90s NYPD has the best computers in the world enhance enhance the way the computers and search <laughs> engines worked back in the 90s is you would type up and it was like uh cc mail and it would email uh, Gladys down in records. <laughs> and then she would go through the filing cabinets, find what you were looking for, and then type you a message. This is back. before Webcrawler. Yes. Yeah. This is before even Hotbot and Alta Vista. Before yeah. Ask Jeeves, there was Ask yeah. Gladys. Ask yeah. Jeeves. Ask Gladys. So, yeah. So, um, Cisco wants O'Brien to fix some. I guess new neutralizer on the Defiant because it's broken and O'Brien's like, I can't do it. I need three weeks. And Cisco ain't hearing that. He's like, I want it done in three days. And so Nog hops in. He's like, Hey, well, how come you can't get this done? I don't understand. Which first off is kind of a dick thing for him to say. Cause he's like an ensign. Like, who are you buddy? You know, mind your own business or I'll send you back to the Academy. You dickhead. This reminded me a lot though. Of, that was the other one is radar. And like the old MASH episode where they were trying to get the ribs or something. Yeah. And the way that, I mean, Nog engineered this, though. It was great. Yeah. And his, his rationale, well, you've got to learn about this guy, this dimwitty yeah. or whatever his name is. You've got to learn about his wife and his kids and what he likes. And you got to make friends along the way. It's actually really good advice for life in general. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. You've got to grease the wheel. It really brought me back into the old World War II style of things. You know how you know you'd have these guys who were always the the army would send you ten thousand cans of tuna or something, and you didn't fucking need ten thousand cans of tuna, but you did need new wheels for the jeep. Yeah. And there was we had the guy in my you know all my units. When you uh, served in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I mean you know whatever the current one His is. Side lost. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, Mussolini. No, the uh, this is the. Um, hey, I'm going to join the Hitler. We're going to make it to Europe, huh? 
<laughs> whatever the one that we were fighting in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the one I was in. <laughs> hey, let's take over to Africa. No, my buddy Ira, though, we, we, I mean, it just, we learned the rules. Ira does sound asked. like the name of somebody who was in World War II. We just, we never asked questions. It was just like, damn, we need so-and-so. And he's like, all right, give me a little bit. And then like the, within a day or two, we'd have the shit we needed, but something else would be missing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay. I loved it. Like it, the whole adventure was fun. Like he had to get the desk. The desk bit was the best part for me. He tries to replace the desk. Like he'll never notice. That <laughs> I'm going to paint it. I just I'll got this it. shit from Ikea. Yeah. And honestly, I forgot what Cisco's desk looks like. And I'm sure it's been on in like 95% of the episodes. But yeah. I never paid attention to what it looked like. But when they show it at the end of the episode, I was like, oh my God, that's not even close. Yeah. But I <laughs> yeah. love like, well, there's this weird guy who works on this station and he likes to take pictures with famous people's desks. And it's yeah. like, that's the stupidest thing ever. He's got it with Captain DeSoto's desk, with yeah. Captain Picard's desk. You know, Nog was wiping out some cum stains yeah. off of that desk. It was really hilarious. You know, he's got quite a collection, but he well, can't see, Captain, see. Captain uh, DeSoto, wasn't that uh, Riker's captain before he came to the Enterprise? On the Did, meat Didn't DeSoto on, die? On the, well, no, 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 that's the other guy. I thought on Encounter at Farpoint, though, was uh, Captain DeSoto. That's a long time ago, man. <laughs> Jesus. Don't I'm you ever listen now. to Give your own second. show? They might take me to start. His memory alpha, Robert DeSoto, was played by Michael Cavanaugh in his only Star Trek appearance. Uh, DeSoto! In Tin Man. Uh, Riker refused to allow Captain DeSoto to lead the away mission due to the dangers of the planet. Despite the incident, Captain DeSoto had great spec- respect for Riker and regretted his transfer to the Enterprise D. Yep. Yeah. What ship was that? The Hood. The Hood. The Lollipop. Yeah. No, no, that was the guy that died. The good ship. The good ship. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I thought in DS9 that they said some captain died. I didn't know if that's who he was talking oh. about. Before. No, I don't think so. No. He's in one of the novels. He's in a, yeah, I don't know. But the novels yeah. don't count. He's a famous character actor. He's one of those. Michael Cavanaugh. Guy. Yeah. If you look at him, he's like, if you see him, you're like, oh, it's that guy. Who, DeSoto? Yeah, yeah, he's just that guy. He's uh, Yeah, that guy. He was in that movie. Um... He looks like if if the guy from, if Groot from Despicable Me was a real person, he kind of looks like him with hair. Here, I'll share that with you. Maybe it's just because I've seen Despicable Me like a hundred times in the past like two weeks. This can't be the right person. Here, hang on. The new Piano Man? There you go. That's him right there. Yep. Looks like Groot, kind of, to me. I don't know. He was in T.J. Hooker? What? L.A. Law, Lois and Clark, Carnival. Mm-hmm. He did all the shows. He yeah, he was, he was that guy. He was on 24. Mm-hmm. Joseph O. Lawton. So I don't know. Um, no, I don't but, remember. But yeah, it's such... 24. It's so much fun. Like the the B story for this is so good. And we need to write that article, man, so we can get on StarTrek.com. Great B until, until Bob posts. I mean, I can wait. I can hold up. Great B stories. Make, make B sure stories great thing. again. Then this is writing it right now. <laughs> da 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 da. Nothing comes up right away. Well, at least we know we've got one of the five. (laughs) Right? It's a a good start. It's a good start. We know know it's not number one, but it's one of five. Well, number one will make you go, hmm. (laughs) Number two made me piss my pants. That's why I had to just go to the bathroom. So that I wouldn't piss my pants. You were drunk. (laughs) Yes, that's besides the point. Were. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then, but I mean, like, as cool as the A story is, like, the hook, like, it hooked me in instantly, but then it just kind of, I don't want to say it, it petered out, but it kind of did. Because it's just them on a ship with Wayun kind of staring at them. They made it I liked it, though. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, Wei Yun's always creeping out Odo with his 
literal worship that he does. Mm-hmm. But Odo kind of, you know, goes from being standoffish to kind of seeing things from his perspective, especially yeah. when he tells the story of how like they were little monkey people mm-hmm. and the founders evolved them. I mean, I so. did like the the wrinkle of this being Wayun 6 because Wayun 5 died. And then once Wayun 6 went on the lamb, Wayun 7 came around. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. And I liked the stuff with Damar because he's just a shithead. Like, yeah. y- you know, he's just conniving. Drinking on the job all the time. Yeah, he's just a wasteoid. Is this the first time they've ever made it like really so obvious that all the whatchamacallits are clones? No, I thought they brought that up. Uh, I mean, to make it obvious, yeah, but like because the first time Wayne shows up, he dies, and then he comes back, and they're like, "Oh, that was my clone." I mean, you it's know, one so. thing to say that, but then like it's yeah. another thing to be like, "Oh, I already have Wayne on this ship. Yeah, what's this guy over here?" When you see the clone, then you know that like the clone and the next clone in the series together on screen at the same right. time, then it drives the point home a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like with and- the Cylons. Mm-hmm. You get Aren't two they, boomers. Th- those were all sexy, though, right? The Scion, the Cylons, they were all sexy. I don't know. Uh, what's his know. name from uh, from Quantum Leap? Isn't that sexy? Yeah, Al. Al. Well, didn't uh, they have that one blonde chick? Wasn't she a Scion? In the, Cylon. A Cylon yeah. in the Battlestar yeah. Galacticas. They had... Boomer was kind of hot too. But the blonde and, girl, Xena, uh, uh, the warrior princess, was a Cylon. Ah, I love her. Yeah, it's a good show. She's great. She's great. So, in, uh, um, Enthus- would Day. she have been during the era of of Xena? Would she have made a good Wonder Woman? She basically yeah. was Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if because that was always the thing. We were always like, I mean, that was the geek thing to do. I, I'm hoping other people did it, where you cast the movies. People was. still do it now, and, then, and yeah. then masturbate to that person. Yes. Yeah, we know. No, I mean that was the thing because there was somebody had talked about that it there was like, there was a, a, a Justice <laughs> League movie that was going to be in the '60s, like, and it was this crazy thing where, and they said, yeah, they you know so and they named out the actors. And I guess Gregory Peck was going to be Superman because it was going to be more drama than than action. Wouldn't he be kind of old? Thing. I would. I would have thought so because I. Well, no, because uh, um, what do you call it? Um, Surprised they want to get somebody like James Dean or something like that. Kill a Mockingbird was well back then. Uh, Dennis, everybody was old. That's the thing, though. Like yeah, he was, true. he was twenty five and to kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I mean, but he looked like he was forty because the, the the war did that to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, war, the war and depression. <laughs> yeah hardened them yeah no but no, for it. well people still do that ben because look what happened with the batman and the robert patterson and everybody cares who gives a fuck if if okay so here's my thing if for that movie if they do what they said and they're going to focus on the detective aspect of it which i would fucking love batman to get back to instead of just this ninja warrior thing he's, he's the world's greatest detective so let's let's see some of that detecting instead of oh I turned my cell phone into a, a magic camera that can see everybody and got no, back off of that. that that's not detective work that's technology now. you want to hear something it's Rachel I think it's that's because work. I think it's because writing good detective stories is harder to do than writing like just some some ninja guy in a black suit punching people. Well, last time I checked, Denny O'Neill was still alive. No, but I'm so. just saying, like, and I think a, a, a guy in a suit punching people has more legs at the box office than like intellectualism and like let me examine the science of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, there's got. Uh... There's got to be a happy medium, and I agree with you. But I mean, if so, I ever, I don't ever need to see another Batman movie. I don't give a fuck. I just, I don't want an origin. I got it. His parents are dead. Fucking know that down by heart. I can. They I can can't even do Captain a Joker first. movie without Batman's origin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm I don't give. Watch Batman Nights. Spoiler alert! For the rest if you of my haven't life. seen Joker yet, I haven't seen I Joker. Was... But Jenny, you're onto something. Just watch Batman 1989 forever. You know what? Watch Batman 66 and just go, "Wow, this is fun!" Like they never yes. mentioned his dead parents once. Like it's That's great. True. No, I think they did. Does I mean, that Batman have a have dead parents? I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah. But if if they do, they're not harping on it the whole time. He doesn't no. fucking yeah. whine about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I Robin's it. not whining about his family being dead. You know. God. They're, they're just doing the Batusi. <laughs> Going to orgies. Yeah. That, that show is With honestly the, the best. Yeah. Fucking best. It, it the took, best Batman. It took me a long time to come around to Batman 66, but you're exactly right. It's so much fun. That's what I grew up with. I mean, yeah. that's when I made my first Batman costume when I was a little kid, <clears throat> it was based on the Adam West. Well, it was Batman. still on the air at the time, Ben. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still on the air now, Dennis, technically. Yeah. No, first run. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I was, I was a young man. Now, the first time I saw it, uh, one night after driving Mike back from the club, we uh, he he told me you got to watch this movie. I was like, all right. We watched Batman sixty six at like three o'clock in the morning, and he fell asleep five minutes into it. Yeah. <laughs> I just some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I mean, <laughs> that kind of bullshit. You're just you're driving. It's really wonderful. Like it's so bad that it's. Gr- I mean, for God's sake, Cesar Romero didn't even shave his mustache. Like they just put white paint over it. Like it's so great. His ver- okay, so his version of the Joker is still like in the tops for me. Yeah, I mean, no. it's just definitely top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I would go as far as to say uh, top three, two, top two or three. Yeah, it, for me, it's like equally tied between Jack Nicholson, Cesar Romero, and Mark Hamill. Oh like, well, if you're I think if Mark you're, Hamill's my number oh, one. Yeah. yeah, if you bring Mark Hamill, that changes the whole fucking. And I know it's great because I've been watching the since I have Disney Plus. I'm just watching all these old cartoons and stuff. And I was watching the Spider Man from the '90s. Uh huh. And uh, Mark Hamill does Hobgoblin's voice Ooh. in it, and it's basically the Joker, but it's mm-hmm. just different enough to where, like, yeah, I can, you know, it's it's still fine. Mm-hmm. Joker's still great. The Spider-Man cartoon gets a lot of guff because it's not Batman the animated series. But that Spider-Man well, it's cartoon, not that good. It's 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 decent. It's okay. It's okay. I think yeah. Batman the animated series is probably one of the best comic book animated series. That and uh X-Men, the 90s X-Men, Dude, those two. Don't sleep on Superman. The Superman's Superman, alright. The Which Superman one? the one that ties into Batman the animated series. Yes. Okay, yeah. That no, that's DC good. universe. I'm literally watching all these shows right now. Yeah. And Superman's not bad. Batman is obviously better. See, I kind of like, though, there was a 90s Superman on CBS. That was Tim Daly? Cartoon. Yeah, it was a cartoon. Uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Um, and I just remember it being on CBS, and it was post-Super Friends. It was after ABC had lost that whole thing. You know, they got galactic guardians and all this was a go back to like superman from the comics kind of superman and it he had the art style that was in the comics it was consistent with that stuff and i just i really enjoyed that show but i don't know superman will never be successful <laughs> did you as ever long watch as i'm around to stop him <laughs> ben did you ever watch that red sun no i haven't watched that movie yet I, I haven't either. I, I want to know what you think of it first before I watch it. Well, see, I'll go ahead and tell you. If you read the graphic novel? The yes. book's I amazing. I haven't read it yet. Okay, if you want to borrow, I will literally go to storage and pull that shit, because those comics are in the back. I will pull all that shit out and loan you Red Sun, because that is one of my favorite books. Okay. He's right. It's, it's wonderful. That's why I'm, I'm surprised that I keep forgetting to watch the animated series. But see, that's the thing, though, is that they're, those animated things, I just watched uh, Gotham by Gaslight, which was another one of my favorite Else Worlds. Ooh, how was and that? It was good. It was good. It wasn't as good as the book, I think, but you know, it's just DC does a nerd. does an excellent job with their animated films. Yeah, it had except the, the for some of the more recent ones are like that, like because of Suicide Squad. I think like <sighs> Harley Quinn has to be the centerpiece of almost everything that comes. Although out I'm loving her stuff. series, I'm I'm about to. I refuse to watch it I'm, because. Of that. I'm a just because of the ads I see on Facebook. I'm about to subscribe to. The, I've sworn I would never subscribe to the DC uh, streaming service because yeah. of the Harley Quinn stuff and especially Poison Ivy. I may subscribe. Now, do you get comics with that as well? Because I'd be more interested in. Yeah, just but the they comics. don't have the same content that Marvel does. Okay, that's why once I'm done watching uh, Batman and Superman, I'm, I'm out. Because if they gave me the comics 
I would be I would get DC Unlimited or whatever if I had all the comics like Marvel does. That shit yeah, it's just be. annoying. Like, cause I I never really read DC comics, and so I was happy to get it because I wanted to go and read some of this stuff. But it's hard mm. to like unless you know specifically what you want to read, which you might. It's easy. I guess it's easier to find stuff. But you know, it's like a sixty percent success rate for me finding the books that I want to read the series and then they just run out and it's like okay there's they don't put new stuff up every month or every week like marvel does like they're not committed to the to the distribution model the way marvel is there's a a website and i'm sure it's illegal but it's um it's like free comics online or something like that that. nope sorry and it, but it's all of the comics that i wanted to read when i was a kid but i was poor so i couldn't get comic books I, I've told the story before. I, World's Finest is one of my favorite comics because that was the comic I got every uh, month. When we'd go into town, I could, I had like, you can get one comic book. And so I would get World's Finest because you had like two or three stories in each one. So, you know, so I, that, I would always have that Superman, Batman team up. And then you'd have somebody like Black Lightning and Green Arrow as your backup stories. So those kind of shaped how I read DC Comics. But, um, no, so, I mean, so now I go on there and like, I've, I've been reading the Captain America stuff from Watergate and it's just like, holy crap. You know, yeah, I can't, I, I can't pirate comics being in comics. That would not be a good look. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, but it's like, you know, these guys got their check from, this is old stuff. This isn't like new. No, if, I, if, I, if I buy, if I buy a Captain America number 236, does Chris Claremont get anything from that? I don't know. I mean, maybe not because it's work. For, he got paid work for hire. Yeah. I well, imagine. Does, does Marvel get anything for it? I don't know how that works for those guys, though, because back in the days, like when Chris Claremont started, they were a really small operation. So they may have had some stake in ownership at that but point. But I'm just saying, though, know? does. No, because Kirby got fucked out all his guy? stuff. So I don't think so. I think it's always been work for hire. Is there a digital archive online that I can subscribe to and get this? Because that was the thing I immediately yeah Marvel Unlimited, which and is that has really their entire great. backlog. Yeah, um, it's it's extensive. It's Marvel, not hundred percent, but it's extensive. They probably have like twenty seven thousand comics online. Jesus, it's crazy. Yeah. And how much is that? Nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, it's not bad. Dude, I mean, you can read just they're uh, for new That's new like books are out. Comics. They're like six yeah. months behind on new books. Yeah. So stuff well, that I, came out in uh, December yeah. is available to read now. So. Well, I'm only about uh, nine, ten, ten years out of uh, sync with comics right now. I think the last ones I when I was actively getting stuff out of my box was twenty no. 2009 well you can catch up but anyway so, yeah. let's let's get anyway, back to star trek shit <laughs> there's good star trek comics too highly recommend the dc run there's um shit man um, i was borderline ready to call that canon when i was reading that shit back in the day the, it's good i remember the wrath of Khan comic yeah well okay so that was the jumping off point for dc's run and so if you do start with their uh, novelization of Rathacon, which I have, and then, um, <laughs> and no, but then the, what they would do though, is that they would, they would write their stories and then it would tie in and lead right into the next movie. Well, they tried doing that now with IDW, but people don't give a shit because they don't read comics. They just want to see the fucking movie. The only people who read it are people who want to argue about what's canon and what's not. Yeah. <laughs> they had a Klingon member of the crew back then. TNG and some of the some of the IDW stuff is good. They do an IDW Year Five now that they just started doing with the original cast, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The first trade came out, but anyway, let's talk about Deep Space Nine. Yeah, in yeah. This episode in particular, and desks, and desks. Um, I really don't know no. what else to say. I will say for this episode, Nog kind of he kind of got me with his whole the way he described the whole the great continuum it was awesome i was like that's pretty mm-hmm. cool man that's like i always kind of appreciated how greedy the ferengi were but now to know that there's like kind of this pseudo religion behind it all like the force mm-hmm. yeah but with money it is it's exactly the force, the force of capitalism yeah yes yeah. he is he is a money jedi yeah 
He is the Obi-Wan Kenobi of capitalism. Yeah. Money Jedi is and he got it all done, baby. I've heard all day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm con- you know, I'd like to see Star Trek continue that we get, you know, now that there's more Ferengi in the fleet, you know, that, you know, how does that impact? I mean, because you see how Nog But the Ferengi who are in Starfleet, they don't, like, they check their blood. They don't have enough midi-latinums in it. (laughs) So they can't be full-fledged Ferengi business owners. But I tell you what, man, compared to the initial introduction of the Ferengi to now it's like they've done a wonderful job like just developing yeah. it's this like race. a whole new it's yeah. a whole new race because they were mm-hmm. basically just monkey people with whips when you yeah. first see them like I'm convinced now that was like uh people who escaped from an insane asylum yeah. or something <laughs> it's like the blackface Klingons in the original series like now nah, let's not talk about that let's just yeah. that's over there now because I was watching the Franca Johnson ep- or the Frankie of Frank on whatever her name is from um, the uh, yeah the the one Jean where Grey. yeah Jean Grey where she, you know she opens the pod and yep. then you know Picard gets this woman who who loves him or whatever which is a great episode that's a great episode mm-hmm. of TNG and the Ferengi are in that one and and I even think Rom is in that episode Rom mm-hmm. is one of the Ferengis in that episode really yes <clears throat> Google me. Google it. I want to say I'm like 95% sure that Rom is one of the Ferengis. And even there, you're just like, oh man, this is really awkward and uncomfortable. Like what Quark did for the Ferengi race on Star Trek was, I mean, he's like the Jackie Robinson of aliens. (laughs) He really did a number. Captain, or the perfect mate. Yeah, he was. He was in perfect mate. Boom. Was it? Damn, she was hot. Yes, she was. <laughs> I thought she was a trill there for a second. And that's a wonderful episode. It, it was very touching. I mean, just the fact that she learned uh, Still duty from Picard. Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode. But yeah, so but the just the the facelift for the the Ferengis, and you learn they have multiple ears. My free said my first set of ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is they shed their ears or something? I wonder if they grow on top of because it always looks like there's more than one. You know? They have layers of ears. That's what it looked like. Right? Oh. Sharks. Like sharks have multiple teeth. They yeah, just... they got layers of and if they uh, one falls off, another ear just shows up. <laughs> no. They seem very protective of their ears for I was that to say. be true. Well, nobody wants to walk around without an ear, Dennis, but they don't grow back. Okay, so I typed in Ferengi first, and it said appearance, and then said if your if your dick grew back, eventually, would you be okay with it getting cut off every now and then? I'm sure there'd be a fetish for it. I mean, it would probably hurt. Yeah, I'm not saying I would love it, but you get their ears are basically their their ears are their dicks, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I would do a lot more weird shit, (laughs) I guarantee. Hey, dick for ears. That's just a general statement, Ben. You would just do a lot more weird shit. If I knew it would grow back. Just regardless of the circumstances. No, no, it would have to be, you know, it's like, or if I could detach it. Detachable penis? Change it. Well, yeah, if I could change it I woke up this morning, my penis was missing. Oh, God, that was a song. Oh, my God. I haven't thought about that in decades. King Missile. Detachable penis. Song's great. I was just listening to that the other day. That is crazy. A jam. That's my jam. So yeah, and then these kids today don't know what real music is. King <laughs> Missile is real music. What Wyun Six actually dies. Um, they hide from him in like this ice comet area place, and it seems like it's going. The Kuiper uh, Belt. Yeah, the Kuiper Belt. So then they just they just the um, the Jem Hadar just start shooting everything, and then so they have to try to escape. But then in order to prevent the, uh, the death of a god, even though he doesn't like being called a god, mm. um, I guess we learned that the uh, Vorta have like a self-destruct mechanism, yeah. basically. It's pretty cool. And he literally presses it. Yeah, well, he does the... Yeah. Yeah. 
They got built-in cyanide capsules, which is, I mean, what if you're shaving and you accidentally hit it and then you're fucked? Well, I guess I it, is it like an epoxy? Like you have to crack one and then crack the other and then they mix and kill you I, or something? I think it's like Control-Alt-Delete. It's, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things that you just, you don't accidentally hit Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, but I'm you sure know, they Maybe had... it's like, it's measured off because it uses his pinky and his thumb. So mm-hmm. it's like, you have to it's really stretch it out. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't be like, hey, bitch, call me. Oh, right? shit, I'm dead. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> You're in a club, hey? they, <laughs> they had to add the second one eventually because maybe there were a lot of accidental deletions just yeah. from like, oh, my ear is... Oh. A, lot of, a lot of Q-tip related yeah, like deaths. We really need to put in like a safety <laughs> here for this, you think? Yeah, we should add something to this there one. There were like three generations of Vortas that we just lost outright before we banned Q-tips. What if, okay, so when they're cloned, like they come out like that and that turns it on. And oh, this deactivates when you put it back. Okay. It's kind of like a grenade. Just pull the pin. <laughs> yeah. That's why they know like exactly where to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. And then he just... So I just, you know, I'm honored to be in the presence of, of a security chief. I just... But then, like, he kills himself. And my thinking was, all this was from nothing. Like... I, I do th- like how he, he they basically lied to him. They're like, oh, it's totally painless. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if the, he didn't tell him that, then he probably wouldn't do it. Or no, I think they would. Likely. I think they would. They're like mm-hmm. the self-immolating type. Mm-hmm. They have to be. Yeah, they're programmed that way. Uh, just you now, that's that death scene though. That was touching as hell, and the fact that. Odo overcame his hate of being a god. He under he that empathy of knowing that it means more for uh, this Wayun than you know it does for him to deny it. And I but, believe the most important part of the episode was Wayun revealing that there is an illness going through the Great Link that the the founders are sick and dying. Yeah, we even it. see the female changeling looking all busted up. Yeah. yeah. Damar even points that out. Yeah, she's looking kind of. Yeah, Damar doesn't even know. like. He's not even like. Hey, uh, something. You feeling awesome. okay? What's your face your fucking, looks fucked up. What's wrong with your fucking ugly face, ugly. <laughs> I mean, I his drink, his drinking problem. I love that that has become a running thing yeah. on these. Like yeah. they were talking about. He's like, I gotta cut back on these. I thought these were supposed to be beer goggles. She looks worse. Hey, maybe two more of these, and I'll uh, I'll hit you up. <laughs> I'll show you how solids do it for real. Yeah. Show you how you're solid con- I am. <laughs> you you about the consistency of a uh, canard when you when you're in your little bucket, ain't you? Can't get more solid than this. Yeah, right, baby. Um, I got my canard goggles on. No, um, and it's fun that he's just walking around the office with with the glasses. Yeah, he's I mean, he's giving up trying. He's like, you know, there, what was it a few episodes ago? There was the whole, well, you're hitting that, you know, canard a little heavy or something when Wayne uh, yeah. Five was telling him that. He's like and the Dean Martin like, of Cardassians. He's just walking around. Oh, that's right, baby. I'm gonna go sing a couple of songs. If you, when you watch the uh, the DS9 documentary, he's in it, and he comes across as like one of those I don't know, Richard Burton type uh, guys that just he, he's got that cool factor about him. And then they sing at the end, and you're like, holy shit, this guy could have totally been you know, like in a Rat Pack or something. Well, he's got the attitude down for it. Yeah, I mean, I generally the Cardassians are space Nazis in my head. That's oh just, yeah from day one with with Ducat. but i think damar just his story arc is one of the more amazing ones and the fact that he was just a, a secondary nobody character when they introduced him and this that's just the greatness of ds9 though is that all these little yeah, he, come was, in, he was like uh uh gold Ducat's pilot yeah who had was kind of mouthy you, you, if you got one line on DS9, there's a chance that you would have like an 18-episode uh, story arc later in the series. And that's the really wonderful part about the mm-hmm. show, which I think I'm going to miss when we get to Voyager, because we're going to be back to like cut and paste TNG episodes. Like, hey, there's a guy, and we'll never see you ever again. But at least in this, in Voyager, it'll be more fitting because they're trying to get from point A to point B. So of course, there's going to be lots of I guess exterior shots, if you will, but I just, yeah, yeah I don't want to really... know anymore. But I know enough about the Federation. I want to know about everybody else. 
Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, so let's rate this puppy and get the hell out of here. Um, yep. Dennis, what do you give this episode, buddy? I give this a 7.5. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Ben, what about you, friend? I totally agree. 7.5. Jenny Zell? Seven and a half. Uh, oh, oh, then it's oh, unanimous. Shit. Wow. Well, no, she said seven and a half. She had to be different. Well, I mean, you know, whatever, man. But she still means seven. Shut up, five. nerd. Yeah. Why don't you accept the metric system, nerd? But I think we're all in agreement that this is a, a really good episode. 7.5 all around. Seven and a half. Everybody wins. Highly Enjoy. recommend. And we're going to write the article. The best, the top five B stories. Get on it. We've got one. We're 20% there. I'll look back because I know there was one like really recently that I was like, this is the best. This was like my favorite B story. I'll look it up. I'll figure it out. There's got to be like a list or something. I Do we just have to like go through memory alpha and like read everything? And No. That's a lot of reading. That's, that is a, that's a lot of words, man. But I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I, I get paid to and for that reason, stuff. I'm out. Yeah, it's just like if I gotta read memory. Fine, alpha. I'll get my I'll get my writer's credit on StarTrek.com myself, and then I'll put it in my Twitter bio and be all like, oh, "I'm balling." Somebody call Larry Nemechek uh, if he's between Trek FM episodes and just ask. Yeah, him. why is that guy always on Trek FM? Does he got nothing fucking better to do? Oh no, he has a lot to do. He's awesome. I, I mean, mean he wrote saying, the compendium. I, I've got the compendium. I could just look through that for good B stories. Do you have that uh, for DS9? I don't think they have one. No, they've got a, I don't think they called it the compendium though. There's a compendium though for all uh, three of the real Star Treks. What are the three real ones? TNG, DS9, and Voyager. The Berman Braga. Okay, all right. Yeah, that universe. Yeah. So not Enterprise. See, Enterprise. Not original series. Not the Road Warriors. Enterprise, I guess. Not the free birds. <laughs> Enterprise, I guess, fits into that, even though, um, yeah. So I've already lost the point. Like, I don't know what the real Star Trek is anymore. I'm so confused. The animated series. I could never watch Star Trek ever again. The animated series. Well, Jenny, you've got a lot Trek. more to go, so just shut your pile. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting out of it that easy. Damn it. You caught on to me. <laughs> we've only got so, twenty. We've only got twenty six episodes or twenty episodes left of uh, Deep Space Nine. God damn it! Pour that it's out. on the Voyager. I can't see it, but I'm pouring one out. Right there's now. there's like an eight episode. You know, I love that when I scroll uh, toward the end of the season on uh, Netflix, and it's like part one, part two, part three, all the way to part eight, and then you got the two parter at ends the series. So there's like an eight-part story arc for the last half of the season that it's just like, I can't see how that happened in the 90s, but there it was. I mean, I know how it happened. I read the book. They're just like... They're the middle child. They're Gen X. They gave them the keys to the studio and said, look, you're going to get home before we do. Just don't fuck with story arcs and we'll be home about six. We'll talk to you later. And Ira Bear went in and was just like, fuck it, let's go. You know, Ronald D. Moore was in there writing out some story arcs. Good for them. God and bless him. Space them. Jesus. Space Jesus. All right. That is, that's his gimmick. The die is cast. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, we will talk to you guys next week. And we're getting close. Hey, are the Patreons still around? Oh, yeah. They're doing great. Do they know about the thing that we're doing over on Patreon? Not yet, because I got to edit all that shit together. Uh, but okay. I plan on doing some of that tomorrow and probably posting it for the for June. Okay. Yeah, I just, just, you know, letting people know that something's happening over on Patreon. We're not going to say what, but they well, should. Well, I mean, uh, starting in June, sometime in June, we're going to start posting um, the Star Trek adventure game that I'm running with Dennis and then two other friends or three other friends. And then we're also going to start posting the D and D game that we're running. That's just Ben Dennis and myself. Nerds. It's it, Jenny. You really Jealous. appreciate it. It got off to a really good start. Like they're, ex- <laughs> they're exterminators who are killing rats and stuff in a sewer, but they're also harvesting psychedelic mushrooms to sell. So we're not our cleric is. 
how did you not invite me to this? You can play I'm the, an expert. You can play the cleric who, who harvests and sells psychedelic mushrooms. I don't have time. She's an old lesbian. <laughs> Again, I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so starting in June, we're going to add some stuff to the, the Patreon to beef it up a little bit. So we're really, are we going to play D&D this weekend? Or are we going to play we? next weekend? Why would we not play this weekend? All right, I'm just saying. Hey, I just want to make you know, sure. You always you always ask that, and then it makes me think. Well, what do we not want to do this catatonic. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here, bros. I play two games a week now. All right. I play my regular game with the kids, teaching them. So we're going through Minds of uh, the Lost Mine of Fendelver, and then I play your homebrew game on Sunday night, where we so, sell drugs. Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> See, I, I swear to God, the first one of my first play uh, role playing games with strangers was at a convention, and I sat into a uh, vampires. Uh, <clears throat> what it was? It vampire masquerade. masquerade. Yeah. And I was wearing the wrong color shirt, and I got beat up by a fucking gang, and then I broke masquerade, and then just I got fucked up, and just like fuck this game, I don't. Just, I did not enjoy well, the experience. I'm going to make sure you enjoy this experience. Baby. Already do. And I'm glad that you enjoyed Dor- the Door Trek experience. We'll be back next week with more Star Trek Deep Space No. I don't understand. <laughs>